Welcome to the journey of you, where we equip you to think with purpose, empower you to act in purpose, and encourage you to live on purpose. Hi, I'm Tonya. I love to learn and I love to teach. As a coach, I get to do both. I get to learn about you and about the ways that I can help you. Then I get to teach you how to reach those goals you've set for yourself. Infidelity in my marriage has affected me unlike anything else that I have experienced. It stripped me of my confidence and self-worth and caused a level of insecurity that wasn't there before. I lost sight of who I was as a woman before I ever became a wife or a mother. But through God's love and grace, I slowly began to see myself as he sees me. Loved, chosen, accepted, enough, worth dying for. I realized that my identity was solely in Christ, not in a man or his actions, or his search to validate things in him that had nothing to do with me. I matter, and so do you. That's why I want to help you see yourself the way that God sees you, one mindset shift at a time. In order for you to get started today, you can go to www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash five truths. Again, it's www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash five truths. And let's get you started thinking with purpose today. Hello, Journey of You community. Today, we are going to tackle a tough subject that, unfortunately, many of you can relate to. It also brings attention to why community is so important, so that you have other women that can walk along this journey of life with you. I'm excited to introduce you to Kate Conwell, who is founder of The Journey Beyond Betrayal, a community that supports women who have experienced infidelity and the steps to healing after being exposed to that kind of trauma. Kate, welcome. So glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your journey and kind of your purpose behind the Journey Beyond Betrayal community. Well, my community is birthed out of my own pain. As you said, there's too many women who can relate to that and we're not necessarily talking about it. But uh, I have been married now for 15 years, but five years into our marriage, I picked up my husband's phone one day saw some very sexually explicit text messages, uh, confronted him about those. While he denied it initially, he uh, quickly you know, confessed to that. And over the next days and probably the next 10 days, I steadily learned more and more of the betrayal. So what started out as, okay, I'm just texting this woman became like I've texted many women trying to do this a few of them have responded um kind of just set, setting out like fishing lines that are really subtle um and see kind of who would respond to that and um a few women he had been texting with over the course of the five years of our marriage and then also learned he was addicted to pornography and then eventually uh learned that he had had sex with one of those text message women on two different occasions thought that was the bottom of the this what's called a staggered disclosure when you learn one thing and then the next and the next and then the final um kind of blow was learning that he had actually been unfaithful when we were engaged with a uh, mutual friend of ours so 
that was led into a really painful time. The most painful thing I've experienced in my life still, um, and set me on this journey of like, where do I go from here? Because I've never experienced something like this. And I pick, we had a one-year-old at the time he was, and I, he, he and I kind of picked up and just went back to a community that we had been a part of. We had recently moved from one state to another. So I, we went back to that state and I really just kind of grieved and, and sat in all of my feelings and, um, decided, okay, this sucks. This is not, this is the worst thing. My heart is shattered, but it can't stay shattered forever. I need to figure out how to move forward. And so there's, you know, worked through my healing and that's a process. My husband decided to work through his healing and, you know, that's his own process. And we eventually pursued the healing of our marriage. And now we're 10 years out from that discovery. And, uh, I'm now trying to help other women that have walked through it because I, I did it with support, but not with other women who, who had been there. And I think there's something to hearing other people's stories and knowing that they get it. You know, I, you feel like nobody understands. And I mean, everybody has something in their life where it's like, you couldn't possibly, I'm the only one that feels this way. Nobody can understand it. And that's just a lie. That's, a lie because when you start to open up and share your story you'll hear yep me too you know me too or i know someone else who this happened to and so i think it's important and i think it's an important part of the healing process to have that community around you that can help normalize what you're, you're feeling and and help you put the broken pieces of your heart back together. And so that's what the journey beyond betrayal community is about. And, um, it's birds out of my own, my own painful experience, knowing what it feels like and being able to say, I understand. And I want to be there with you. We're going to walk this journey together. Definitely. Because I know even when you talked about your healing journey and starting that process that you did look for community, but not being able to find like that right community that did understand knowing then, well, knowing what you know now, you've been able to birth the journey of you community, but did you always know after that you wanted to do that or what kind of led you to like, this is what I want to do? No, I don't think I knew that this was coming. Uh, this has been 10 years in the making and I can look back and see the seeds that were planted that then grew into this. Mm -hmm. But the couple that really helped my husband kind of, kind of heal and then helped our marriage heal told us that our story would be used to help others and that we would have, uh, something would come out of this, that it would be used for good, that, God would use this to help other marriages. And so we knew from the beginning that we wanted our story to be helpful to people, that we wanted to be able to share the transformation and the hope that you can get through this because so many people don't think they can and so many people don't, but it is possible. And 
because part of my husband's process in his own journey was sharing his failure with people. We had already a lot of people that knew what was going on inside of our own community. And then we've never really shied away from when it's relevant, sharing this piece of our story with other people because it can be used because you never know who needs to hear it. And that's, um, you know, something I say, you don't know who, you know, that needs this community because people don't talk about it. And so when you can share it appropriately, it's not like we just went around telling anyone and everyone, but I had a woman say to me one time, I want what you and Will have in your marriage. And I was like, let me tell you a story <laughs> because you don't know what it took for us to get here. Yeah. You don't, you know, she hadn't heard our story mm -hmm. because we were just becoming friends and, and she was just seeing what she thought she knew of us. Oh, you have this great marriage, which we're, we're married. We're, it's a struggle for us too all the time but I had and then I shared the story with her you know and we we share our story and then because we've shared it when we had some friends that when they when she discovered that he had been unfaithful you know she reached out to me and he reached out to Will and we walked beside that because we had been open with our story so the idea of using it for the benefit of others was always there, but not necessarily <laughs> in this bigger capacity of, of sharing it now, you know, on social media and being very public with it was never what I thought was going to happen. Um, but I was always willing and Will has always been willing to use our story to bring hope to other people because, uh, it's needed. It, people need to hear like you can you can move forward from this. It feels like you're in this pain that you will never overcome it. Mm -hmm. Or for him, like you're in this addiction or you're in this behavior that you continue to do, even though you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. You can get to the other side. There is hope. And so um, we're not saying we have the answers. Uh, to that, but we want to help you know that it's possible to overcome the pain or overcome the addiction or the negative be behavior patterns. Definitely. And there's a couple of things that you brought up that I want to talk a little bit more about. One, the fact that you're able to talk about it, that both of you are on the same page, you know, because you and your husband are both in agreement in that. That's one aspect of it. And then two, a lot of times we don't talk about it. And so there's also that shame that comes along with it. Can you talk a little bit about if you're a person that's in that right now that maybe you and your husband aren't on the same page about explaining it and you are dealing with that shame, how do you deal with that in this moment? Yes, that is, that's common for sure. People that don't want to talk about it or people, their husband doesn't want them to talk about it. And I think it's important that, you, you do find a safe place to talk about it. Now, you don't have to share it like we did or mm -hmm. we do now. Um, and I would say even we probably shared with too many people in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but that was part of his healing was like people think I'm this person 
and I've been making all these mistakes. They don't, they need to see me for who I am, which is what you do. Like take the mask off, right? He's like, I need to take my mask off and tell them this is who I am because I want them to like me for me. And that was part of his struggle was like, I need people to like me and they'll only like me if they think I'm this. So we told too many people. I don't think you need to tell everybody. Mm -hmm. You do need to find somebody that you can talk to about it. Because when you sit in it by yourself, you're going to start to believe all sorts of lies. You're going to start to think no one could understand. I'm never going to get through this. All that shame is just going to heap on top of you more and more. And when you can say it out loud and when you can bring light into the situation and you can have someone else say, me too, you'll get through this. I'm here, I'm with you, and we're going to get to the other side of this. It just transforms the process. And so while you don't need to tell everybody, you do need to tell someone. And that that's the benefit of the community that I'm offering. It's, I mean, you're not anonymous in the sense that you come in and you people know your name, but mm -hmm. we don't talk, we're not allowed to talk about it outside of the community. And you're probably not gonna know these other women, the, li the likelihood that you're gonna know someone else because it's an online community gives you that comfortable space where you can share and not be like, oh, I'm going to see, I might see that person later today, or I'm going to see her at church, or I'm going to see them in the, I might see them in the grocery store. You know, we have women in three time zones. <laughs> We're not going to cross paths unless it's very intentional. And so I think there's a benefit of that in you have people that you can share it with and they're not in your world. So mm -hmm. it, it creates a little bit of safety there. And so that's, that's, I think, you know, one way to do it is like, okay, I'm going to share it with people that I don't even know, like, I don't know them other than through this community. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't have to be somebody that, you know, it can be, you know, we had friends that came to us, we knew them and they shared it with us, but it can be like the group. It's, you probably don't know anyone in here. <laughs> So, so let's talk about that. So let's say I've walked through this journey and maybe I just found out, maybe it's been a year, maybe it's been several years. Like, do I have to be at a certain point to join the community or what's kind of your take on that? That is a great question. And I've, I've thought a lot about that. I, it doesn't really matter if it's been, you know, a month, like 10, 10 months, 10 years, if you are ready to address the pain and you're ready to like kind of be uncomfortable and know that it's going to be hard, but you're going to have sisters beside you, then the community is a great place. I do think there is a point like right when you find out you don't you, like coming into a community like this where we're addressing the pain isn't going to be the right place for you in that immediate, like just mourning, grieving, crying all the time you definitely need to experience that. And I wouldn't say you should rush through it, but when you're ready to say, okay, my heart's broken and I'm ready to put the pieces back together again, that's when it, it's time to, to join a community. And that's gonna be different for different people. For me, because I left 
where we were living and essentially went back and just stepped out of life for two weeks. For me, it was two weeks. That's really fast, I think. Um, and it was only because I was at a place in my life where I could just stop doing everything else and sit in my sit in my grief and sit in the pain and acknowledge it and not put it away in a box and then say, okay, now I'm ready to move forward. But that, you know, that's, I was basically 24 hours a day, 14 days. Some people, it will take them that much time. That takes six months to, to be able to get to that place. So there's not a specific timeline and that's true of all grief. There's no, you can't say this is when it's going to be over for you because you can't rush through it and it's going to be different for everyone. Um, so I think you have to be at a place where you're ready to do, do some, some healing work and, um, participate in that. Even when, um, it, it's going to be hard, no matter where you're at. The other side of that is, you know, it's been 10 years ago and you just haven't addressed it. And now it's impacting your life in ways that you wouldn't necessarily point to, but you haven't dealt with it. And you're like, okay, I need to deal with this because it's showing up and I haven't addressed it yet. So either, either side of the coin and anywhere in between, as long as you're saying my heart's been broken, it's impacting me and I want to be healed and whole again. Definitely, definitely. And so you mentioned having to do some hard work. Just because you're in community doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Talk about a little bit of that hard work of getting to that healing point. What does that look like in the community? Um, so doing the work right now, what we what we're doing is just talking about it. I think that's that's just part of the process too. And and, and identifying what am I struggling with? What am I doing well? What do I want to, where am I trying to go and what can I do this week to help me get there? And that's going to be different from week to week, especially with something like this, you know? And so it's just having compassion for each other, but knowing that we don't want to stay stuck in this. I think that's, that's a big part of it for me is not being stuck in the pain, like acknowledging it knowing that it's real, not trying to push it away and say, okay, I don't want to deal with it. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to deal with it. It's uncomfortable. And I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it now. And so how am I going to do that? And, and the, so the other piece of that I think is important, which was part of my journey is just starting to understand what that looks like and what healing looks like and the pieces of that. And so, you know, understanding that it's normal that you're going to feel like you're on a roller coaster and you have, you don't have control of your emotions. Um, understanding that, that the, the things that you're feeling and thinking are normal, but now we're going to try to work on moving forward and overcoming the lies that you might be believing over the shame. There's a lot of shame involved with, th with this. And, um, and so, and, and confidence that needs to be regained. So those are things we work on in the community. And then back it up a little bit to the education, which is reading the books and kind of understanding what's normal in this process, how this could happen, both from the, the betrayers perspective, like how can people, how can men in this situation, not that it's always men, but there's only women in this community. How can 
how can men do this and say that they love you? Like, that's just mind blowing to me. Like my, and, and it's, it's true. It's true. Like men can, my husband was like, I never, for in our situation, he was, he never wanted to not be married to me. You know, how can someone always want to be still want to be married and do something like this? That's, that's insane to me, but people do it all the time. And so reading books that kind of shed some light on that, that was a huge thing for me because it's like, my husband can sit here and tell me that. And I, of course, at that time, I don't believe anything coming out of his (laughs) mouth because he's been lying to me. Right. So that's great. You're telling me this, like, I can't comprehend that. My mind cannot wrap around the idea that you could say that you want to be married to me and then you could do this most painful thing to me. But then I read in books that this is this happens, you know, and what he's telling me, like, I can go and read it in a book. And they didn't write that book for me. <laughs> you know, this is because lots of men are do like or are making these decisions because it's a broken piece in him that he's trying to fill. And, and so it's important to understand that no matter what your husband is telling you or what you may feel, you didn't cause this. And for me, the way that I really uh, could under kind of wrap my mind around the fact that, okay, he did this and he still wants to be married to me. He still said he loves me was learning the the reasons and how people do this. Now, I don't think I could ever like in my heart understand it, Mm -hmm. but I can conceptually recognize the truth that, that what he's saying is true, Mm -hmm. you know, whether or not I can comprehend it really in my heart, there's truth in what he's saying. And, um, you know, he said the other day, even he's like, it's just it, I, that he, it wasn't because of me, right? It wasn't because of anything I did. Mm-hmm. And and I never, for me, I never felt like it was because of something that I specifically did. Mm-hmm. But um, for me to really understand how he could be making those choices was a huge piece of healing. And, um, and I think that's important for other women because you can just sit there and ask yourself the question, like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And you're not going to, you're not going to be able to make sense of it. It doesn't, it doesn't actually make sense, but you can learn like why it happens, you know, what kind of roots cause these things. So it's, I think there's power in education. I think there's power in just the community of hearing what's normal and having someone else say, come on, I'm here with you. This is messy. Like, but we're in it together. Um, Definitely. I know that the book Transcending Post-Infidelity Stress Disorder is the book that we're reading right now in the community. And Mm -hmm. I will say that really did help normalize a lot of things. Not that it feels normal, but to your point, a lot of people have experienced it. And so knowing that you aren't the only person that feels that, you know, if you had been a better wife or if you had, you know, cooked better or done this better, it's like you, you talked about confidence. It does make you like lack confidence. And so I think the book and educating really helps, like you said, to your point, to find that understanding conceptually, maybe not in your heart, but at least logically you can see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fact that, you know, each week you're like, okay, what's a struggle? What's a celebration? What's a goal? So that you're working through, you know, those ups and downs. And so I think it's important for women to know that too, that some weeks may be easier than other weeks, but you're right there supporting and cheering everyone on. So 
I know that confidence was something that was very strong for you. Can you talk a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. about that and the importance of that for the women that are listening that maybe that is an area that they're struggling in, especially because of this? Oh, girl, don't get me started. (laughs) I'm on a roll with this right now because I think, I mean, and it, it's not just specific to infidelity Mm -hmm. or your husband cheating on you. I'm sure there's other listeners that are like, well, I didn't have my husband do this, but I still don't, I lack confidence. Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that there's so many women out there that just lack confidence in general, when Mm -hmm. your husband cheats on you, then it's like another blow to your confidence. And now you're just feel terrible. And, um, that's a lie. Like I said, your husband, what you didn't cause your husband to cheat. Your husband made a choice And because of a broken piece inside of him, now we're all broken. We all make, you know, we all make bad decisions. This was his bad choice or many, you know, repeated choices. Um, But he didn't, you're not responsible for that. And regardless of, I mean, I hope people hear this, regardless of what he's telling you, you are not responsible for his choice. He is responsible for his choice. And, uh, and so that is that is important for women to understand and i mean you can push that out to any issue you're not responsible for anyone else's choices you're responsible for your own choices and so you have you and you can make the choice for healing which is another thing that i could go off about but <laughs> i think what happens is you feel really terrible about yourself because maybe your husband's telling you it's your fault or maybe you just feel like you failed in some way and that's what caused this and so you lose your confidence and your confidence isn't it it shouldn't be i would you know it it often is it's rooted in other people's opinions of your of you or other people's um actions or behaviors but your confidence needs to come from within you. Mm-hmm. It needs to be rooted in who you are and who you were made to be. And we all have something amazing to offer the world. And I want people to know that. I want women, especially women whose husbands have been unfaithful, to know that their worth is not defined in this situation. Their worth is defined in who they are. Now, as, as a Christian, I would say who you are in a child, as a child of God, mm-hmm. and that we are all, whether you are a Christian or not, we all have been gifted with things that make us unique. Now, when my kids were young, they had a mirror above their dresser and we had three affirmations that they would say. Um, and one of them was God created me with many and unique gifts. Mm-hmm. And, and they would, all, the other ones were, I am loved. And I can do hard things. And I would, I mean, I should put that inside of the community because there are, you have many and unique gifts. What are they? What is it that you are amazing at? Are you an amazing cook? You said like, I have an amazing smile. I can, I can serve better than, than anyone out there. Okay. That is where your confidence comes from. Who are you and what do you have to offer the world? And if you are believing that you have nothing to offer the world, 
then that is a lie. That is an absolute lie. And I'm stealing this wisdom from someone else, but go find a friend and ask them what they see in you because they aren't going to tell you it's because you're beautiful and it's because you make X amount of dollars like the world might tell you. That isn't to say if you make a lot of money or you're beautiful that there's anything wrong with that. But the reason that or what you have to offer the world is in those things other than than those. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that you get in touch with what what is it that makes me uniquely amazing and 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 then that's where your confidence comes in and i've said to you, you know, like what when you walk in the room like look look left and right and like i have the best whatever i am the best at this you know and and the world may tell us it should be certain things mm-hmm. but that's a lie that's just i mean because and that's even cultural like what we value in our culture is different than what other cultures mm-hmm. value and so why do we pay, you know, professional football players millions of dollars and then we pay the people educating our kids pennies? Like which actually has more value in the world? The so teachers, true. right? So um figuring out, you know, that that you have value and you are worthy of love regardless of the situation like this infidelity, your husband cheating on you, it does not define you. Mm-hmm. and you have something amazing that you need to share with the world that you can walk into a room and say, I am the best cook, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm going to be confident in that. Or, you know, I do nails better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't even have to be something that you do, you know, yeah. something like a character trait. And um, that's where you said, like, I didn't struggle with the confidence. And so it's like, I have a confidence in me. That's something that I that has been offensive to people at times it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. but no like that's a unique gifting that i have and i'm so grateful for it when i hear other women that are like oh you know they don't they lack the confidence and i'm like no come on like get come like come come have confidence it's awesome you know and so i'm so blessed that that's one of my things that i can uniquely offer the world is helping people have more confidence because because it's been something that i'm i've I've had not in every area, but you know, we all have our struggles and that's where you need to, you know, not focus on those things that you're not so good at focus mm-hmm. on the things that you are like, what makes you amazing. Cause we can't be good at everything. Like can't, I'm a terrible singer and I will not do karaoke. I lack confidence there, you know, and, um, in all sorts of things, mm-hmm. but, um, I, that's not who God made me. God made me with my unique gifts and someone else with their unique gifts. And so um, don't compare yourself to someone else. Just look at what, what you have to offer the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kate, I would love for you to just cover in prayer, any women that are listening right now, that maybe it's the shame, maybe it's the confidence, maybe it's just the freshness of the pain that they're still feeling and maybe they're not at a place that they're ready to Mm -hmm. deal with it, or maybe they are, but I just ask that you cover them in prayer so that they're equipped to take that next best step for them. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Lord, for this time and for connecting the two of us and the relationship that we have built over time. And I just, I'm so grateful 
that Tony is in my life and that I was able to be here today. And I pray that you will use uh, this podcast to speak to women who are hurting from the pain of an unfaithful husband and even those people that are not, Lord. But I would speak specifically to those women who are hurting and I would just ask, Lord, that you help them know that they are loved and that they are worthy and that they have value. Help them to see the unique things that make them amazing and help them give them hope that this pain is not forever. Help them to know that they can make it through, that they are strong enough and that you are going to give them the strength that they need to come out the other side of this. Lord, help them to know they are not alone, that they're is a community of people, community of women who understand and that the lies that may have taken root, just uproot those lies and replace them with truth, replace them with confidence in you and confidence in who they are, Lord. And I pray that you will give these women the confidence to make the next choice that they need for their healing. Help them to know that they have the ability to choose and to point them in the direction, give them wisdom for their next choice that will allow the healing to come. And I pray this for anyone else dealing with a difficult situation. I, that, that you will multiply the message and allow it to reach those who need to hear it and that you will cover them and wrap your arms around them in a way that feels real and that you'll bring the right people into their lives that can wrap their arms around them, whether that's physically or virtually, to help them know that they are not alone and that can encourage them and keep pointing them forward and towards the truth. And I pray all of this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That is such a blessing. Thank you so much, Kate. If anybody is listening and wants to connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me at journeybeyondbetrayal.com and on Instagram and Facebook at journeybeyondbetrayal. And if you're interested in joining the community, journeybeyondbetrayal.com forward slash founder. There are some spots left in the community at this amazing founders deal. And I would love to have you come and join the community while it's growing and get some really personalized attention and help me grow the community so that we can help more women in the future. So journey beyond betrayal, because we are on this journey together and we are moving beyond the betrayal. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yes. Come join us. It's everything that you need. Thank you again, Kate. I appreciate it so much. I hope that everyone has a great rest of your day and please reach out and connect. We'd love to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We hope that you are leaving feeling equipped to think with purpose, empowered to act in purpose, and encouraged to live on purpose. If you aren't sure where to start and you would like to have the first five truths to help you build that foundation to start thinking with purpose, head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped so that you can download those first five truths of getting you started to think with purpose and really pursuing all that God created you to be. I'm excited to do this journey with you. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.